Good morning, Holly Creek. This is uh, Wanderings for today, a very special day. Uh, Sil Stenman here with Sandy Washington. And, um, you know, it's not going to be the normal Wanderings. So, uh, Sandy, who would you like to start with? Well, I think maybe with April, and I wonder. Oh, that's know. right. They picked me, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder, I wonder when you when you came to Holly Creek. Oh, so I came to Holly Creek in 2009. So I'm working on my 13th anniversary with the organization. And we hope you have at least 13 more. <laughs> <laughs> we would love that. So what happened between um, your college and your job and Holly Creek? What happened before you got to Holly Creek? Well, there was a lot that happened before I got to Holly Creek. I graduated from college in California. I moved back home, and I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do. So, like a lot of young post-college grads, I sort of went from one job to another, uh, trying to figure it out. I knew I liked people. I knew I wanted to spend time um, working with people and around people, but that really doesn't narrow the scope of jobs. Um, so I worked at Starbucks for a long time. Um, I've always been really good at supervising other people um, and managing and being able to multitask. Um, so after Starbucks, I got a really great job. It was my dream job, actually, working at the American Diabetes Association in Denver at the Denver corporate office. And it was, it was wonderful. It felt like it was made for me. Um, and I worked on creating programs and camps for families and children um, that had type 1 diabetes. Um, and I did not share this with all of you yesterday, but I have had type 1 diabetes for 40 years. So it was, it really spoke to my heart. It was a passion project for me. April, you've been hiding that well from all of us. No, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, part of who I am. So, you know, it's like having an ingrown toenail. You don't share that with everyone, <laughs> right? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh. Which I don't, by the way. Everyone, I do not have any ingrown toenails. No rumors to spread today. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long were you in that position? So I was in that position for a short time, um, just about three years. And then the recession of 2009 hit everybody um, and all nonprofit organizations were really challenged because uh, we make money by p charitable donations right so uh, everyone was worried that 2009 was going to be a challenging year and so I lost my job um, I got laid off and was unemployed for almost a year uh, I couldn't find anything until I went to work for Holly Creek and I did that uh, because I was bored, to be honest with you, and I needed, I needed to make some money. Um, although, from my previous job to when I started working at Holly Creek, uh, I took a, a rather steep pay cut. 
So it was very humbling experience. But I bet you're not bored now. I have never been bored the second I started working at Holly Creek. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> and it's I've I have I tell myself all the time it's my own fault for that problem. Um, because I don't want anyone here to ever come up to me and say, April, I'm bored. Um, I feel like we have a nice, robust calendar of offerings and a lot of resident-led groups, committees, etc. So if you think that you're bored, it's because you're not trying hard enough. Well, or looking at any of the schedules. If there's anything you want or need, you are so resourceful as finding it. That's yes. right. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I work with residents all the time to sort of create their own passions here in the community. Um, I will say this. I am not the person that makes those programs successful. It is the residents that lead them and attend them. You're so. very kind. Adam, how did you find this woman? Um, really, really creatively uh, through online dating. Oh, and so tell us what your first actual meeting was like. Well, let's see. So our first date was near, um, well, I didn't know it at the time, but it was near where April was living at that point in time. Uh, we were just supposed to meet for drinks and maybe an appetizer. Um, I was running late, um, so I said a wonderful first impression for being late, um, <laughs> but I did text her and tell her I was running late before I was late. So, you know, plus column for Adam, I think, maybe, plus and minus. I was neutral by that point in time. Um, well, you it, were very thoughtful <laughs> to let her know. <laughs> and um, our first date ended up being somewhere between three and three and a half hours long. It was far more than just one drink, and thank you for a lovely evening. Um, so it was quite a night. And April, you walked there. What was your strategy? Yeah, so he, as, as a gentleman, you know, prior to the date, he asked me, hey, do you, you know, is there somewhere that you would like to go? Um, and because I'm a, you know, cosmopolitan woman of the world, I didn't want it to be somewhere too far from where I lived. Um, but unbeknownst to him, it was within walking distance. So I lived in Wash Park area. So we went to a bar that was about two blocks away from me. Um, and part of that is also because I hate finding parking in those places. So I would prefer not to arrive at the date um, anxious having searched for parking for about 15 minutes. I didn't mind him having to do that. But I didn't want to have to do that. <laughs> you had a good strategy. So how long did it take before you knew that this was the right combination? Both of you can answer that. Okay, so I will, I will answer first. We have different answers. <laughs> um, it, it took me a long time. So when my dad warned him to be patient with me, right, um, which he did, um, he was not incorrect. April takes a long time to make decisions that are very big for her, right? And this was a commitment that I needed some time to come to terms with having had many previous terrible relationships 
and this actually was a he was a good guy you know I think I was kind of waiting for him to turn into a guy that I'd been dating before him um, and he never did but I kept waiting for that to happen because I figured that it must <laughs> I was like okay well he's you know he's a lion in sheep's clothing now but when's the lion gonna happen like I'm waiting for the lion to show up um, and and it never did and so eventually I just I realized that I could I couldn't let him get away <laughs> because he would have um, and I I made a, a decision probably I don't know honey what would you say three years two years how long did it take me to finally no to commit to us oh. 18 months maybe does that sound right I think just a year. I think just a year. Maybe just a year. That sounds right. So you were engaged, and then shortly after that, you you met April's family? No, incorrect. Um, okay. So <laughs> April and I had just met um, and gone on our first date, and within one week of that first oh. date... I met all of her family and her closest friends. Um, it was pretty early. And their parents for her 40th, 40th birthday celebration. So no pressure there at all of meeting everybody that's important to April in the entire world within one week of us meeting. So you didn't. <laughs> you really got into the family right away. And April, when did you meet his family? So my... I, I will say this, and it might be the difference between a woman's relationship with her parents and a man's relationship with his parents. Um, and I'm basing this just on the friends that I have and my sister, right? We talk to our families a lot. I used to, before my parents moved to Oklahoma, I was over there several times a week. We'd have dinner. My mom and I would take walks, you know whatever so I was really close to my family so it was important for him to meet them immediately or as close as possible because if they said April he's a stinker like throw that one away then I would I would have listened and been like okay this one's not going to make it they didn't say that so I had the I had the family okay which is a really big deal really big deal um so but even even after, I mean, we'd only been dating for a couple of months, three months, honey? Yeah, about that. Three months before I went to Myrtle Beach to meet his parents. Mm. So we flew out there together. Um, stayed. We stayed with his parents um, for, I don't know, about five days. Yes. <laughs> that is a very adventurous first meeting. <laughs> How did that go? How did that visit go? For me, it was fine. For April, it was a little different. Um, I am an only child, and I have an only child household. Um, so it is a much quieter environment all the time. Even when it's even when it's April, myself, and just her parents, there's not a lot of quiet time. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise. And um, that is not true with my family. Um, usually when one person is speaking, nobody else is because we're listening and we're intentful um that is not the case with april's family um they all ever. talk at once <laughs> yes 
um, watching the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl commercials or the halftime show was very challenging because you couldn't hear any of it, um, particularly over all of the girls talking in the dining room. Um, but anyway, but yeah, my parents liked her very much. Um, they, they toured us around quite a bit. Um, April and I got some beach time in, which we love. Um, we went scuba diving off the coast of South Carolina, um, which I will never do again because the visibility is horrible. Um, and there's lots of tiger sharks out there and I'm, I'm tiger sharks are a bit extreme for me. Um, but yeah, it was a wonderful trip. Um, we've been back there just one other time. Um, but, you know, COVID threw a monkey wrench and all of that. So, oh, that well, you're right. All right. Sorry. Twice. Twice. Well, what are the things that you found you had in common, April? It, it's funny that we, we talked about things that we had in common yesterday. And initially, the response was nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> we, really, we really didn't have a lot in common, um, aside from the fact that we were both independent people when we met. We had our own um, hobbies and groups of people that we liked to spend time with. Um, the one thing that we, we both sort of bonded on immediately was dancing. Um, I love to dance. Adam is a competitive West Coast swing dancer, um, which I am happy to, I'm going to be putting up videos on channel 1981, so all of you can watch that style of dance He's a later tonight. Dancer. He isn't a professional, he's a competitive dancer, competitive. there is a difference, yes. Okay. So a professional dancer would mean that that's how he makes his living, right. um, and he does not. But that's one of the things, maybe the only thing, that we had in common. At the beginning. Scuba and travel. Oh, and scuba and travel, which I think that's partly why our initial meeting lasted so long, um, because... I had recently, you know, I went on a trip the year before, um, a scuba diving trip, and he had recently gone to Germany, so we had a lot of travel things to talk about. Um, and and you then love of course, beaches? Yes, we both love beaches. So you, you will take a good deal on an air airfare. I, I will, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm a much more um, in-the-moment, spontaneous travel planner. Um and Adam is the kind of person that's like, okay, we're going this day. We need to buy tickets for that day through whatever day. We need to set up a hotel, um, you know, that kind of thing. And I am, I, I do things technically backwards. I look at places that are cheap to go, right? And then decide to go there when they're inexpensive. And explore. Correct. Yes. Now, Adam, we haven't heard much about your work and how some of that relates to Holly Creek. Tell us what you do. Oh, sure. Um, so I am a software engineer. Um, I also do a lot of software architecture. Um, so most of what I do is what I would call business-to-business -business software. So I don't write software that you're going to download on your smartphone. That is not what I build. Um, I build software that allows different businesses to communicate and connect together. Um, last October, I switched companies to a company called Enquire Solutions, which actually writes sales management and lead management software for the senior living space. Um, so come to find out, actually, Holly Creek is one of 
the clients of my new company um, <laughs> that I'm working for. It's not my company. So, um, yeah, so I've been there a relatively short amount of time um, learning learning a lot. Um, the challenge with switching companies is always learning the business side of it. Um, the code, the really boring code part, which everyone thinks, oh, you're a coder, so you're introverted, you don't see the light of day, you don't like to talk to people, which is very much Far not, it. yeah, it's very much <laughs> not me. Um, the most challenging thing is actually learning the new, what I call business domain, right? What is the business of senior living? How do they do it? Um, what is the management side of things? And I've worked in a variety of industries from uh, the airline industry to um, brain melt, um, healthcare, um, vacation rentals, vacation rental industry. That's the word I was looking for. Sorry. Um, I spent a lot of time in the healthcare space. Um, little bit in the credit card space so i've worked in a variety of industries all writing code specific to their business and you're currently working from home but you see some advantages and disadvantages what tell us about your experience working at um i don't i don't like working from home other than the fact that i get to sleep in later than april does um that's that's about it um so i'm a very social person and because of how long i've been in my career I often get put on products or projects to build something brand new. Um, and with working virtually from home, the ability to get into a room, ask questions, get on a whiteboard and, and draw things out and communicate and spend hours in that room getting it right is a very large challenge. Um, so you lose that aspect of working from home. You lose the, the social aspect of being in, a, in an office environment and communicating with your peers um, in person. Um, so uh, that's, that's mostly it um, in terms of the things that I really don't like about working from home. And there are very limited things that are a positive, uh, most of which I think April finds more of a positive than I do, which is uh, I always cook dinner because I'm already home. Okay, that yeah, brings me to something about um, things you have in common, yes or no, kind of things. Cooking for you? No. You don't. You cook mostly. Adam. Adam does a lot of the cooking. A lot of the cooking. And yes. He likes to cook. He. I think he used to. <laughs> <laughs> and and now that he's been doing it. Um, as much as he has, maybe not so much. Although, you know, I think the reality is the cooking part is fine for both of us. It's the deciding what to cook part that is not as fun. Right, honey? I know you don't find it as fun. You also loathe going to the grocery store. Um, I think part of it, truthfully, for me is just because, um, so for those of you that don't know, I'm having hip surgery soon. Um, and I'm not sleeping. I only sleep a couple hours a night because of the pain. So I think some of it is just a matter of uh, not sleeping well, thus having the energy to want to cook. And that's how I feel every day after I get home from work. But you do cook breakfast. I, uh, well, I, I eat breakfast Monday through Friday, and he drinks breakfast Monday through Friday. <laughs> he has a he has a large mocha from our local coffee shop. Smoothies every day. No, it's a coffee, a mocha. 
So it's a chocolate coffee, everyone, in case you're wondering. Um, but on the weekends, I am responsible for breakfast because I have more time to make something that's not just, you know, quick, throw it in the microwave and head out the door. Um, so I will make, you know, scrambled eggs or pancakes or French toast or... Um, all those goodies. Yeah, all the, all the goodies because breakfast is my favorite meal of the day, so... That's now, my contribution. We knew Cricket when Cricket was a baby. Yes. Now, Cricket is your pet dog. She is my puppy. Yes. And She'll always be a puppy. She's not. She's nine years old. But And in this new... She's nine already? She's nine. Oh, my I know. <laughs> and Adam in, has his dog, too. Yeah, I have uh, a... Uh, her name is Jasmine, and she's a Shiba Inu, and she'll be 15 in Ooh. May. Uh, but she's still a little spitfire. We were playing for a while last night. It was fun. Yeah. And children? <coughs> what we, Adam and I, are the kind of people that will only want tiny creatures with four legs and tails in our home. Right, honey? That bark and don't go meow. There's no mea there's no meowing. They have to bark, um, and they can't shake. So no chihuahuas either. Um, my apologies for any chihuahua owners listening, but I know. Um, but yes, April and I do not uh, want or plan on having children. We plan on having savings and being able to retire. Thank you for telling us. Yes, that. you don't get a lot of questions. Now, you have a passion, April. And I think people kind of can guess what it might be. So tell us what that is. I like to think I have many passions, but my um, I think this surprised my husband as a passion, uh, that I love fashion. And it's New York Fashion Week right now, everybody. Um, it's also Fashion Week in Amsterdam, um, as well as in Australia. Um, and I follow every single designer's fashion show. Um, I watch all of the highlights online after the shows are over. Um, and I do that because that fashion trickles into the fashion that I can afford to buy. <laughs> So, <laughs> if there's a, you know a particular color palette that is popular, um, let's say Car you know Carolina Herrera is a, a well-known designer, probably not by many of you, but she is. She just did her fashion show. She had lots of fringe. She had lots of volume. We will see those things trickle down to the stuff that I can buy at Old Navy probably in the next eight months. How about polka? Please dots? don't buy it. <laughs> yes, and he particularly hates polka dots. So, <laughs> and you, you like? Them. I don't know how a person can hate a polka dot. They're so friendly. <laughs> well, now, Adam, what is your passion? Um, well, the the biggest passion that I have is obviously for um, dancing as well, um, but specifically West Coast Swing. I've been dancing West Coast Swing for 13 years. Um, I'm an instructor here locally. Um, I'm an instructor here locally. Um, I've traveled the world to do dance competitions, including uh, Germany. Um, it's incredible to see how much the dance has taken off. It is a worldwide dance. Um, some of the countries that, that are picking up on it or have been doing it for a while include Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, South Korea, Russia, most of Eastern Europe, um, Scandinavia, mostly Norway. Um, Western Europe, with the exception of 
Spain and Portugal. Um, it's in Iceland. It's in Brazil. It's in Canada. Um, so there is a lot of opportunity um, for dancers to travel, meet new people, compete. Um, it's obviously all over the UK as well. Um, so, but it's a wonderful time. I dedicate a lot of time and effort to it. Um, and a lot of money to it. <laughs> a lot of money goes to it, um, specifically for the private lessons. Um, I have two coaches. One is based out of Knoxville, Tennessee, and the other one is based out of Southern California. Um, but I don't get to see them as much these days. And really the travel seriously. too. And the travel and the travel too. When we travel, um, so you always find the the great deal on the airfare. That's the one thing where. I can relate to finding the deal on the airfare, um, which often means you travel at weird times. So sometimes your flight leaves at six in the morning and then comes home, you know, at 10 o'clock at night or later. Um, but then you also, um, you meet a lot of great people and uh, to make it affordable, you got, we roommate up, right? We get four people to a room and we split the cost of the hotel room over three days because that's how you make it affordable. Um, and you, um, April can help you with the tickets, those cheap tickets. <laughs> I'm usually ahead of her on oh, that really? one. Yeah. Um, mostly because she's not, scout she's not scouting for that. And I will only fly certain airlines. Um, I like I will not fly frontier because it, it kills my back sitting in those chairs. Um, but Southwest is usually my go-to. Well, now, um, you each have a story about each other. When April came to cook, tell us that story. <laughs> so, um, this is an embarrassing story moment. Um, so, uh, April came over when we were first dating the first summer. Um, I had a friend of mine that was also visiting from California and staying with me. And April decided one night that she was going to cook dinner. And I have a semi-galley-style kitchen with an island in the middle. And... April is scouring all over the kitchen, opening every cupboard she can find, trying to find the pots and pans. And she goes, where are these things? I know you have them. I've seen you cook. You've cooked for me. I can't find the pots and pans. Well, all of the pots and pans are sitting, hanging from a pot rack that is directly over the island in plain view. Um, and so I just point to them and I say, you mean those pots and pans? And she said a colorful metaphor. Um, <laughs> And then, so she gets down the pots and pans, and then she's scouring for a spatula. And once again, where are your spatulas? I cannot find them anywhere. And they're all sitting in a canister right on the countertop, right next to the stove. And uh, you mean those ones there? Um, so um, we no longer have the pot rack. Um, it was the bane of April's existence, so we got rid of that. And um, she will never, ever live that down. <laughs> now, can you get back at him a little bit, April? I mean, the reality is, nor should I live that down. It was, it's one of those moments you wish no one else was around to see. Here we've told all of <laughs> you. You just wish no one else was around. Yes. And the, I mean, if it was just Adam and I, sure. But he had a visiting friend who also saw it. Oh, well, yeah. And now I think that story was told at our wedding. Everyone knows that I can't find anything if it's right in front of my face. Um, but yeah, so Adam is, I, I mentioned earlier that meeting my family was very important to me. And my sister and I are very close. We're best buddies. And so, and we both love to dance. So we went to see one of our favorite live bands. They were performing at a local bar. 
And I asked Adam to come with us. And that was within the first couple of months of our dating. Maybe even the first month. It was a busy first month, to be honest with you. So he joins us. Um, He acted as a wonderful buffer uh, when drunk guys tried to hit on us, right? Um, My sister and I enjoyed immensely the music and the dancing, and Adam was right there with us. After the band had finished, you know, we went off to finish our drinks and chat a little bit. And I had told him that I had a sister and a brother. And he made the assumption that my sister was older than me. He had made this assumption in his head. And so when he started talking to her, he was like, oh, you're April's older sister. And she is not uh, and she is the youngest one in our family (laughs) and she took it really personally that he thought that she was older than me Uh, and she she almost didn't give me the thumbs up about him yes because she was I I think that hurt her feelings a little bit (laughs) you were in deep trouble there (laughs) yeah no yeah there was lots of backpedaling and lots of groveling um and i wasn't even dating the sister so which was weird why i was groveling so much but um yeah there was lots of (laughs) backpedaling and then when you told your father on the whose father was it that said were you talking to your father after your engagement oh yeah so adam and i got engaged And we were calling our parents to share the happy news with them. And Adam's parents responded much the way parents should respond. They were excited. They immediately asked us if we had set a date, which we hadn't. Um, And then we called my parents. We told them the information about our wedding um, and our proposed wedding engagement. And my dad, instead of being like, yes, that's such great news, um, he said, in other sad news, so-and-so died. So after we told him that we were engaged, that it, that was his reaction to us. Well, that's wanderings for today. April and Adam, thank you.